Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Entrepreneur, and I'm with my good friend and co-host Hurricane Age, and in the house we make up the fantastic duo of Double, Double Impact. Impact. Oh, we made that one good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So we are live actually on Facebook, We're Twitch, live. YouTube. Happy yeah. Martin Luther King Day. Uh, yes, sir. Many of the banks were. Well, they are closed. Some banks were open, but the Federal Reserve was just you know turned off today, and a lot of businesses were just kind of just not operating no mail no postage um and just to let you know postage is going up everyone postage is going up oh no rate is going up ups went up just last year um i can't believe it's going up again can you no i can't believe well it's been going up everything's gone up so i mean so what, just to let you hell? know just so i can <laughs> you know make you celebrate it on january 22nd 2023 the new rates take effect. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It doesn't go up a penny. Do you know how much it's going to go up? You all sitting down for this? A first class forever stamp is 60 cents right now. That stamp is going to go up three cents. 63 cents for a forever stamp. Okay. You might pay to get in the car and just drive there. <laughs> not yet though, not yet well i mean you know the gas is probably going to be a lot more so you're just going to have to wash it out right so <laughs> well the tolls uh, are going up too at 20 percent uh they're supposed to be going up 20 22 percent supposed to be going up new york new jersey tolls very very soon they're saying i mean this is not inflation this is just uh just too much COVID I mean, excuse think, well it's making up making up for lost time right lost money lost income all the good stuff so Unfortunately, I know I had a, a vendor we do business with all the time. And um, so, so just to let you know first, but I want to let you know, it's a toll, the toll plaza from 97 cents, okay, to a dollar one. Okay, that is what we're looking at. 97 cents to a dollar one, and the dollar is going to a dollar five. And 565. It's going up to 585 in the peak periods. Now they're going to change prices depending on when you travel. I think that's just nuts. Well, people are watching right now are listening. I mean, this is this is a topic that everybody's probably feeling somewhere, anywhere in the States or 
I guess all around the world. But but uh, the question is, I mean, are they getting more money? That's a question. I don't think that's the case. Uh, so what's being done about it? It, it? It's crazy. And I know one of our vendors that we do a lot of business with uh, that's publicly traded, they went up 48% HH. 40% what? In in terms of cost? My price, my profit price went up 48%. All right. And they're saying that that should dictate to a big increase. But I said, you can't keep raising prices like this every year, guys. No, 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 no. It's all because of COVID, you know, and we had issues and shipping and really? Seriously? Yeah, well, listen, Two years have been, uh, you know, a tough on everybody, but I think uh, this is the let's make it up year. <laughs> uh, so I think so everybody's just, everyone. They're saying you know, that the, it like I said, So it's going up the third year in a row, and it's actually going up. Well, I still think it's high. It's going up 3%, but that's still a lot. 1% is a lot. 3% is a lot. I mean, you know, it's I mean, the thing is you're year, not I mean, getting 2% get on your salary. Like the, the stamp is going up 3 cents, okay? We dealt with a penny every two or three years. Now we're going up three cents in a year. So does that mean that we're not going to go up for three years? No, they're going to try to give us some BS and go up three cents or four cents because they're going to say that there's something went happen or they can't get some carburetor or some part or because they didn't have the right supplies that now they got to go up to five cents next year. Well, now we have to go to um, digital stuff. You know, everything is online. You can email stuff. <laughs> You know, maybe yeah, maybe we I mean, got to get one of those. Digital, uh, we went to digital books over a year ago, and we charge people now two dollars for an invoice, and we charge you two dollars for a statement. And if there is a second page on your statement, it's an additional dollar, so it's three dollars. Well, well, listen, John, <laughs> you go to eat now everywhere, right? There's a surcharge for for credit card use, right? Four percent, five percent depends where you go. I mean, everywhere now is there's a surcharge. It's not even like you know. Uh, $1, $2, it's like, you know, 10%, 18%, 15% or something. And they stuff. post a letter by the register. We are only charging you the extra, which is such BS. Listen, in, in the old days, that was the cost of doing business. You do you always had a charge on your credit card. I mean, there's always a percentage that you pay to the, the, the terminal. Sure, I, I, the, I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. But no, I think saying, they're really taking advantage now. They're taking us to the cleaners. Well, no. if, I, I can tell you if if people start doing the math and getting maybe uh, uh, more, I guess, hard on this thing, I guarantee you they can discover that some of this is, is bull, you know, bullshit because if they are paying, but again, I mean, you go, you're a patron to someplace. That's what their policy is. That's the policy. They, they just give you that cost. It's like you want to deliver food to your home. We are just charging you for the delivery and the surcharge, blah, blah, blah. Everywhere surcharges now. It's like, I'm telling you, it's makeup time. So, <laughs> you know, you got to catch up on, but I don't on, on hear two next years of year, loss. I don't want to hear in 2024 that, oh, we got to make it up because we know. Because 2023 is going to be a great year. It's already starting to be an amazing year. All well, right, it is. So, it is. Listen, but, it's a new year. And we embrace it. We want it to be super. Right? Absolutely. So, 
as kicking off the new year, and again, uh, happy belated new year for any of you guys didn't know. We're in 2023, so if the bank's returning your checks, it's probably because you wrote 2022 on it. I'm sorry, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll, they'll, they'll still cash your check as long as it's signed and it has a name on it. I think they'll still cash it. You can't put, like, 2024. That won't cash. Well, yeah, listen. You know, but you know, someone, someone did this week. Somebody made a comment about that. You know, no, I don't think people are using a lot of checks these days. So, but there are people still do. So, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can, I can imagine that. And now with ACH and things like that. But um, getting into our our new year, uh, have you ever? I'm sure people have done this. You ever call the company? Could be Amazon. Could be FedEx. Could be Target. Could be UPS. Um, could be anywhere, and you call them, and you have a problem with your order. Has ever happened to somebody? Okay, so you have a problem because you didn't get your order, and now they tell you that they're going to help you, and they always start out like this, HH, and this you know you're already sunk. Uh, can you verify your name? My name? My name? I just said my name. No, can you verify it again? I just told you twice my name. Okay, and you have a number? Oh, what number? Uh, like a number you can give me? I can give you a lot of numbers. 10, 12, 15, 100, a million. What kind of number you want? Uh, that's not the number. You said you want a number. I'll give you a number. How about five <laughs> zillion? No, 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 no. The number like on the account. What do you want? Um, my phone number? I don't know. I can try. And so they put the number in. They verify. Can I speak to a U.S. representative, please? Get to a U.S. representative. Like, and, you know, they're going to check on this one. They're going to check on it for you. And they say that the package was delivered. Well, I didn't get it. Mm, I see. Okay, I, I, I'd be happy to look into this one for you. It's always this one, HH, this one. Why aren't you just happy to look into it? There is no one. Just look into the damn thing. Just look into it. I don't want a one, okay? That tells me you probably have lots of problems if you're going to look into one. And so what usually happens is the person tells you they're going to help you. And sometimes they're going to call you back. But then you know what happens? They don't. They never do. They drop the ball. You call them back. Uh-huh. I, I called. I spoke to someone. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. We don't have a record that you called. Well, no one gave me a number. Okay, we're going to have to start from the beginning. Oh, I had that last week. I was, I was really, <laughs> I was really pissed off, man. I, I and, and you try to be patient yeah. and, and kind, but it's like, it's crazy. And then, you know, what they're doing is they're dropping the ball, or this might happen um, in your company. Okay, maybe, uh, and I'm very strict about this. So when a client's having an issue, they have challenges, whatever it is, and that person now takes the problem into their hands. And now they suddenly go to lunch, or they go on vacation. Well, what happened to that customer's problem? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Well, I was handling it while I was here. So what happens when you leave? Do you think it just magically gets assigned somewhere? Like, 
Well, I figured someone else would handle it. Well, why are you dropping the ball? So people, HH, are not being accountable for their actions. This happens in business. It happens personally. Uh, a friend says they're going to help you. And uh, long and behold, oh, was that today? Oh, man. I got football game today. Or I got baseball today. Or I got something to do today. But it's just <laughs> a made-up well, BS thing. Or I'm busy today. Really? What are you busy with? I'm not sure. Uh, but when I, I figure it out, I'll let you know. But you can't help me? No, I wish I could. So why do people do this? I mean, why don't they just take the kind of, hey, I don't want to help you, or I'm busy today. So being accountable for your actions is important, not just in the terms of being legal and correct and proper, but making sure your client is satisfied. Now, you might say, John, well, this person's a pain in the neck. Um, and... Um, you know, I know we had a client the other day. We we're always very patient. And so he gave us a credit card and the credit card was not validated. He assured the credit card was fine. We tried it again. Nothing happened. So we said, why don't we try it on our old system, right? Because the newer systems are a lot stricter. We go in, we stick the card in and sure enough, validates. His address didn't match on the profile. So our electronic system kind of flagged that. But when you have the physical card, it usually goes through. So people just don't take accountability. They're not perseverant uh, to what's going on. I think it's because maybe people are tired. Do maybe they expect more money or are they just, I don't know, not happy with their job. So you got accountability, you got perseverance, and then you got resilience because then you got the people like, oh, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to quit. You're going to quit. Yeah, I had enough. I had enough. What do you mean? Or you know what? I'm out. What do you mean you're out? Like, we're not playing Uno. Like, what do you mean you're out? You didn't have a card in your hand. How could you be out? <laughs> and, you know, we laugh about it, but how do you run a business? How do you have a friendship? How do you have a life when somebody says, oof, I don't know. That's got, that's, 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 that's a problem. Or, I don't know. Not my problem, buddy. I got to get going. Or you're all working together on something. It's 8 o'clock. Oh, man, look at the time. It's 8 o'clock. I got to get going. I got I got, I got a game to watch tonight. Well, I thought we were all going to work on the inventory. Yeah, no, I, I got to go. And so why is it that people are not accountable? Are they lazy? I think that could be it. Do they think that by not being accountable – that they're like above everyone. I think it just shows their disrespect and their unprofessionalism. And the fact that I'd never want to do business with somebody like that again. That's a good strike one of my book toward getting fired. There's three strikes to getting fired. But that's a good strike one to, yeah, we're going to write that up and um, let's make sure you don't do that again. Because I think when people get permission or liberty to do something, they believe they can, HH, do it anytime they want. And then it sends a message to the customers. Being resilient is probably one of the toughest things because the customer might wear you down. The other day, we said we're going to email him the receipts. Oh, can you print it? Well, can we email it to you? Oh, I don't know if I can get email on my phone. You don't know. And I said this myself. I'm saying to myself, he doesn't know if he can email his phone. 
you don't get email phone. Well, sometimes I don't get things. Can you just print it for me? Sure, be happy to print it for you. And it's like, I don't want to say they're being difficult, but they don't even want to try to being in the new world, right? You've got everything digital and they're still, um, I don't know, uh, making invoices with, uh, you know, a stone and a rock. So, John, yeah, go ahead. We laugh about it, but, you know, you, you got to kind of come up with the times. The best is when I go to one of these stores, I'm not going to name them, but I go to one of the stores and um, I was like, I'm looking for X. It's like, and uh, okay, it's down there. Or they say to me, um, do me a favor. I'll, I'll mention the store because they everybody knows this Walmart. I don't go there that often. Uh, I'm looking for something. It's like, oh, sure. You see where we are now? I said, no. Could you just walk all the way down to gardening? Okay. When you get to gardening, make your first left. Okay. Take that all the way down to automotive. I, I think I know okay? what store there is. <laughs> and then go ahead and make your second right. And that'll get you uh, into housewares. Um, is there a bus leaving for that station or can you like maybe escort me? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't leave my department. It's real simply. You just, and they don't draw you a map. They tell it real quick. I mean, you work in this store. Then you go to a manager and it's like, can somebody help me? Oh yeah, sure. We'll be happy to help you. Or you pick up that phone, right? Pick up that phone. Hello. Can you help me? Oh, what do you need? <laughs> I'm trying to find whatever. And they're like, oh, it's right over there. Where? It's in C12. Well, you're certainly in B, B6. So you need to make a left, go all the way down. You see the C's. When you see the 12, make a right. Could somebody help me, please? Uh, well, when you get to the C's, if you're still lost, just pick up the courtesy phone at C1, and then we can help you from C1. And <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. This is like the poorest excuse for customer or client service. And I don't want to shop there. I remember going to Home Depot and Lowe's. Now, you go to Home Depot and you ask them if they'll help you. Many years ago, they would. Now, you got to stand on a soapbox and beg someone to help you. Oh, we're a little short in our department. You're always short in your department. But if I go over to Lowe's, they magically have all these extra. Oh, I'll be happy to walk you over there. I know when I shop at BJ's, I have a question. Oh, sure. Let me help you find it. And they walk you right to, oh, here it is, sir. Any other question? Can I get anything else? And they hand it to you. I mean, that's service. Well, well, you know, John, so so I know you've covered a lot, but the topic really is the account accountability. And, and, and I'm watching right now, or at least they have the ability to actually chat with us. I mean, what's what's the take on accountability for everybody? I mean, you're watching, you know, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to the workplace? What does that mean on, on the personal level of business, as we said earlier? But you you just given some examples. Uh, people, I just, they don't care. I mean, that's where the lack of accountability is. I'm not responsible. Like, like the responsibility is always somebody else's. I am not there. You know, I'm, I want to make the money, but I don't want to put the time. I don't want to work. I really am bored. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't, comes... sacrifice. I don't want to do anything that's going to inconvenience me. If you're not going to hand it to me, then I'll just stay home and I'll just uh, keep eating hot dogs. <laughs> but 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 again i mean uh it is a big problem i think i think one of the core elements that we we should all 
strive for is that we need to reach that level of accountability. Well, first of all, we don't always put the buck on somebody else's court and, you know, the ball on the, the other the other side of the court because that's what people do. It's like it's their fault. It's them. It's them. Everybody's responsible but you. That's the biggest part. Exactly. We, it's, it's not my problem. Do I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't put it away. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do it, you know. Um, I wasn't the original so salesperson. You have to talk to Glenda. She's off today. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 just a different mindset, you know, when you're talking about the accountability. It's just people are either not interested to doing more or they just don't want to take any responsibility and they just want to blame right. everybody in their world why whatever shit is happening in their life, right? And uh, what our work. And I think Absolutely. That, I think that's the biggest, you know, element that we have to maybe well, I can help it today. I mean, I did. I, I do actually can swear by a book that actually does teach some real concepts on accountability and it helps people see a different light in, in, in terms of that, whether it's a business or life. I mean, it's called the Oz Principle and um, was introduced to it a few years back. I don't know if you, you've, you've read that book, but it's like the Oz, you know, uh, yeah. the Wizard of Oz, but, but the same concept. Um, but the idea is that, you know, uh, they have a concept which is called above the line. So, there's a line, you know, instead of us always like looking under the line and looking, you know, and, and just beating on everybody else and blaming everyone and the world for our nightmare, um, it, you just rise up over, over that line, right? And it becomes, you know, more of a different level for you. And, and what the main concept is like, if you see something, you have to own it and just do it and solve it. I mean, do it, solve it and do it. Uh, that's the concept. So it's not about, well, okay, so shit happens, you know, it didn't happen. Okay. Now, do we want to blame the world? Do we want to blame everybody? Or do we want to just move on and do better? And I think that's the problem. You know, if people raise, rise up over that, that, that line, or that, you know, then things will be different. But we don't. And the reason we don't is because we don't want to do more. And it's a lot easier for me to find why somebody else had to do it as opposed to, like, you know, coming up and say, well, I was me. As a matter of fact, I just did a show, and it's, it's, it's going to air tonight. And, and we talked about that kind of thing where, like, we always think that the other people have to are responsible, but not us. Absolutely. But, but if there's a conflict, no matter what it is, if there's any situation and you're mixing it, you have a part in it. So you have to own that. And and owning is actually the part that we we really fear or we don't care about because that's like, no, no, I'm 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 perfect. And by the way, newsflash: no one is perfect. <laughs> you know, uh, we all think that we are, but we're not. And, and and we can evolve to a degree, but not to to level of perfection. This is such as perfection. But we have ways to do this. First, we respect everything. We respect everybody, and then we we do our part. And and we just have to be responsible. If you screw up, you say, "I'm sorry, I made a mistake. It's a boo boo, whatever. Let me make it up. I'll, let me do what what else I can do to change and make the difference." We have that in customer service and sales all the time. You do something, things do go wrong. I mean, uh, you want to solve the problem. People call customer service because they have an issue, not necessarily because they want to terminate the service, but they do terminate right, the they, service. They, they the want service a resolution not, to the problem. Exactly. And, and if you don't resolve that problem, then yeah, I mean, I'm be like, you know, I'm going to look at options. But at the end of the day, it is a matter of finding, you know, silver lining you want to see something out there that you can do and 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 make the difference and i think that's when you become accountable. And literally to me it's responsibility own everything and sometimes even if it's not your problem so what's the big deal you're involved in it if you can make a difference you can change things why not you know we can all dwell and cry and you know crisis mode and like oh what's going on the world and or we can just say like all right let's move on next what's the next move for us and do it take action Things change.
but that's that's a big deal. And I think a mistake that is that that is some very common in personal life. So with relationships, we see it all the time. You know, we people divorce, people fight, people argue, family members, spouse, you know, all the stuff. And then and then it's all about like the other one did. He was not. She was not. Uh, the kids did. The father did. And so on and so forth. My cousins, my brothers. You go to business. The boss did this, that, the other. And, and you know, the other department did it. So on and so forth. Why? I think that's that's the biggest, you know, element in, 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 in our world. Because you understand accountability. I think you'll live happier because you will know where you stand. You will know how to contribute. You will know Absolutely. how to even prevent things. Yeah. But you know what? You know what's a real problem, HH? And it's it's for the millennial generation, and not to pick on them, but it has been coming from them. Um, I know um, a friend of mine. He basically uh, probably about maybe 12, 14 years younger than me, and um, he graduated college, and he worked for a company, got whatever salary, and he has the mentality that he has to just keep leaving a company every six months. That's his mentality, pretty much, which I'm not too much in agreement with, and so. He works there. Now he's starting at the bottom, right? Starts as like a, let's say a vice president, not a vice president, but let's say um, maybe an admin of finance, then more uh, a liaison, then uh, vice president, and then kind of of risk and kind of moving up the levels. And so- I think we covered that. that. We covered that one. (laughs) We did cover this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this this whole thing with, with, you know, how- uh, the personality, I would say. <laughs> well, the fact yeah. I think I told you the way that they always that they always skip people's uh, that they decide that they're just going to use people's uh, and then not give them credit. Well, well, see, uh, again, I mean, I know we talked about it, but really, it's it's a pretty cool uh, you know analogy in this this particular show today because that is accountability. And again, uh, you don't want to take credit from people. Uh, that is that is bad. <laughs> That's what people he did. Are, he took credit. He if if the came to the master meeting and everything's great. It looks wonderful. Of course, what would you expect? I am a graduate from XYZ. Now, if it was lousy, be like, I apologize. I had one of the, the interesting interns start out and they didn't know what they were doing. Well, you know, John, a true leader will never really take the credit. It's the credit. First of all, you're never any good. To- I think you have to share the credit. Might have lost you on audio here for a moment. Uh, hopefully, HH will be back with us in just a moment or two. Uh, we're talking tonight about accountability and how accountability, you know, is a vital part of your life. If you were to go around and let's say not have people that were accountable. Nothing would get done. There'd be lots of frustration. We could be talking something as simple as stocking shelves, um, any kind of customer service, client services, right? And so when that happens, we have to take a step back and say, hey, what is it that I do uh, in life? And when you say, what is it that I do? I think this can make a huge, huge difference. So what is accountability? I mean, that's probably uh, the best thing that I want to share with you. Uh, What is 
you know, accountability, uh, according to, let's say, like, um, you know, Miriam Webster, if you will. So accountability, according to uh, Miriam Webster, is actually defined, and I quote, as the quality or state of being accountable, an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. So what then is accountable? So if we know that accountability is a noun, accountable is an adjective subject to giving an account, answerable, capable of being explained, explainable. So accountable is a pretty interesting word because we hear it tossed around on sales teams. We hear it in management teams. Who's going to be accountable for this if such and such is not here or if this person is not here? Who? And if you're not accountable, then what's really going to happen? I think what happens when we're not accountable is people start to realize that things fall apart. Let's say that you bought, I don't know, an appliance at a, a retailer. They come and install it. And they tell you that they're going to come in and install it, and they do. And after they install it, there's a warranty. However, you have a problem. And it's a warranty with the company you purchased it from. And they are now trying to say that it's their responsibility to service it if the client didn't neglect or abuse the product. And you're telling them that you didn't abuse anything. You used it exactly as the manual stated, but they're arguing with you. So they're not being accountable to handle it. Another example is um, maybe uh, you're supposed to plan for a meeting, okay? And you're in charge of getting the food. Now, this other person that is there with you is working in team with you, and there's another person working. But now you suddenly leave, okay? You don't tell anybody you've left. Now, no one is accountable for what's going on. Nobody knows what you ordered, what you didn't order. I mean, there's nothing going on. If you would have said, look, I'm not going to be here on Tuesday. Um, this is all my information. I just want to make sure that if I'm not able to get here, you at least know where we are. And we, as a company, can be accountable to the client. Because clients don't come back to companies that don't give them value, that don't give them accountability. I mean, it's like a non-discussion. They just don't do it. Why? Um, I think it comes down to the fact that people don't quite get it. And the reason they don't get it is because they may not have the training or the understanding as to what's going to go on if something falls. So accountability is great, but it also is part of a contingency backup plan. So if somebody's there and all of a sudden 
the floor drops out. And I'm being, you know, uh, facetious here for a moment. It drops out. And when the floor drops out, just like uh, HH had dropped out and he just kind of popped <laughs> back in, uh, you know, know that there's accountability for that. So I know that because that floor actually dropped out, somebody else has got to be accountable. Or let's say we've got a um, something as simple as a, a maybe a band. And if I am the lead uh, drummer in that band and I can't be there, well, I'm accountable to that band and I'm going to make sure I get a replacement. Or if I'm playing tennis or I'm playing golf or whatever, and I'm on a foursome or whatever kind of team I'm on, if I don't take accountability, I'm going to let my team down. And potentially, we could lose the match. We could lose the round. And then that's going to tarnish my reputation. So when you're not accountable, you tarnish your reputation. And I could tell you this, friends and colleagues, you could work days, months, years to build a reputation. But do you know that by making that split-second choice that you don't want to be accountable, you'll destroy your reputation with that client. And now that client is like, what gives? What happened? Well, Jim took off and he didn't tell us. And so technically, if I'm running the project, and even though Jim's accountable to us, I should have backup that I could pull another person in so that our client doesn't need to know that Jim isn't here. I think at the end of the day, HH and everyone else, we just care that we get the task done. And if we can't get the task done, then we're not accountable. How about being accountable to ourselves? Maybe you like to eat sweets, okay? Many of you guys know I went from 250 down to like 177. I'm accountable to myself for what I put in my mouth. If you're telling me, hey, and this gets into health, if I can't control what I put in my mouth, then I'm not accountable. And if I can't be accountable, how can I make sure that I have a great, healthy life? Make sense, HH? Well, well, I, I, you've dropped a couple of times. I've dropped a couple of times off this on my side. <laughs> so I missed a little bit. But 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 again, you're right. I mean, I to, to me personally, accountability is a big, big you know factor in my life. And I apply it to a degree you know, where I try to be as accountable as I can be. And I, I don't put the blame on others. I, uh, I own, you know, what's mine and, uh, you know, good and bad. And I try to do as much good as possible. But again, we, we make mistakes and you don't you have to own to them. And that's mm -hmm. about it. And, uh, you know, you work, you give your best when if you can't do any more, then you know when to walk out. And that's it, um, you know, and uh, for whether you have staff or whatever the, kind, the, the case may be, you work with your team and you don't always like. Well, what's going on? Why it's wrong? Why this? Why that? I mean, that's what some people actually do in leadership roles. And, and I don't call them leaders. I call them just bosses. And that, that's a whole different topic we talk about. But but that's what it is. They just basically try to find who is to blame, whose head's going to roll. But you, gonna be you bring a good point, HH, is if we take away the title boss and manager, which I'm not crazy about those titles. I like the ideas. I'm your team leader. I am the ship leader. And so as a leader, my goal is to get you to do things because you want to do them, not because I want to do them. So I want to lead from within, not coaxing with a whip. There's two ways to lead management. 
So they'll wear boss and manager. Nobody wants to be managed. Nobody wants to be micromanaged. But people want to play on a team all the day, all day. And I love having people that want to play on my team. And I would say, if you don't want to play on the team, then maybe you shouldn't be on the team. Well, you want the people to play on the team, right? I mean, if you have a right. business, you want everybody to be eager to play on the team. But you're not going to get them to do that if you don't empower them and, and give them, like to your point, you keep micromanaging, like what you're doing, what's going on every two minutes. I mean, nobody wants somebody's breathing on the neck. I mean, it doesn't work that way. And nope. unfortunately, unfortunately, there are people like that, you know, and, and it's usually it comes in with, with the least experience, you know, uh, people who have a management role type. And because it's the power trip, I'm, I'm the boss. It comes, you know? it comes from control. It comes from yeah. control. People believe that they, uh, and I said this in one of my shows uh, just this past week, that most people believe that in order to have control, you need to crack the whip. You need to be on top of everybody. But actually, it's the direct opposite. If you loosen the leash a little bit <laughs> and let people run after they know the expectations that they are supposed to deliver, you're going to find that people are going to be more willing to do things. There's a lot of times when I know somebody has the understanding, I'm like, okay, I'll give you creative license on this, or I'll give you free license to do whatever you want, as long as it doesn't go against our company values, our principles, and it's going to be the best for all concerned. And a lot of you like that, but then there's some people that can't handle that. Well, I mean, ultimately, there's, there's you got to put some parameters in place, but but the idea is, to your point, it's really the opposite of like you to be in control. You don't have to be literally in in front and pull in. And to your point, like with somebody is like you know doing the least thing. Nope, nope, right? nope. You you want to get the buy-in from the team, from your family members, whoever that that you work, your friends sometimes, even if you're going on a trip, doesn't matter. And then and then everybody is buying to the concept. They will do it. And then if they respect you, they'll do it, you know, gladly. And you don't even have to ask. You don't have to, you know. And then when you give people the feeling that they actually are in charge, also, and they can that they have the ability to do it, and you actually acknowledge that and give them the due respect, then they'll do more. If you treat them like they're, you know, they're not worthy, they don't know their stuff, and well, what would you hire them? What would you even be involved with them, right? Uh, if it's family or whatever, or friends. So it's the matter of like, there's a trust factor that has to be in place. And yeah, there are there are goals, there's targets, there's visions, missions, and all this stuff. But once everybody is on board, like again, everybody's got to be on the train, and in a train you can sleep, you know, you can be walking, you can be in a bathroom, you can be in a cafeteria, right? <laughs> right? But but the idea is still going at the same speed. You know, you're already in the train and you're moving with the, the so everybody has different paces. That's the other thing, understanding everybody's levels. Not they gotta work, they gotta work in concert with each other. Exactly. You know, but best, you, best know, you get shit. somebody, and this happens a lot with interns, you get somebody and You've explained to them what they're supposed to do, but they're still not taking it seriously. So people ask me this all the time. How do you handle that? And so the way I handle that is, you know, you don't yell at them. You don't scream and say, look, you know, this is what was supposed to be done. This was the deadline it's supposed to happen. Um, is there anything I can do to give you some more support or the team so that you'll be able to get the task done on time? No, 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 I can do it. And then generally what happens is they're usually very good. But if I see on a pattern where they've done that two more times, I'm like, you know, um, I know you really love doing this and I know you love working for us. And the team and I think it's best that we change your role. 
I think you'd be more suitable in this position because um, there are a lot of things that we figure that you still need to learn. And um, we want you to grow with the company and not be stressed by what you need to do. So that's what we'd like to do. So we'd like to change your position. I don't want you to think of it as a demotion. I want you to think of it just as a movement to another area. And there's other potential in that department that you could potentially become even bigger than you would have been in this department. It's just going to be different, a different flavor. And if they come back and say, oh, no, no, I don't want that. Well, if you don't want that, then there may not be a place here for you to work in all due respect. Well, And then they kind of change their drill like, oh, so am I being fired? Well, we're not saying be fired. We're just saying we don't have any room for you right now. So we might have to just temporarily suspend you until we can find a position for you. Well, uh, so so from a leadership perspective, right? I mean, I think I think it's always important to know what talent do you have and place them in the right space. Because sometimes we put people in the wrong place if, as leaders. Right? Absolutely. And, you and, can't and put it, a creative person in a space if they don't know how to be creative. Or you can't put a people person in a place with people, like, oh, yeah. like a front-end customer position, and they should be a stock person. Well, and again, you can't put someone that actually just deals with machines and computers and tech, you know. With people. You can't do that. <laughs> it's not going to work. So again, understanding the, the personalities, understanding what their talents, what their, they can, their capabilities, you can get a lot more, and they will actually appreciate more. Therefore, they can do more. And then, but let's reverse that, because I think we're talking about it from a leadership perspective, because that's what we, we, we've been doing. But let's let we have also worked for people. At least I did, and and I can tell you, uh, you do have expectation from your leaders all the time. And, Absolutely. And and I, I can tell you, not everyone that I report to really personally deserve where they had, where they were, but or or even were capable of what you know the role that they were. And I've seen it at people that I didn't report to that were in positions where they didn't belong, and and unfortunately. That happens all of, all the time. So not everybody is where they are, and sometimes that's corporate know, politics. Yeah, they stumble into a role, and then for whatever reason they're there. And to your point, they start using the whip, and and you know if they don't, if you disagree with them, you're out, or they they go vendetta on you. And so those are the things that you see, and and but that's not being accountable. That actually being you know totally inefficient. Uh, you know, a good leader will listen to the audience will listen to people telling him absolutely if, absolutely if you, if, if agree with i you. am if i am standing here and i'm not able to 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 see it maybe someone can get me straight and i will accept that you know because you know i don't know everything and and, and again i know i know why i am leading this this team whatever the case may be and i have some expertise and but but there's always something i can learn and the reason i have a team is that they're the ones who kind of do the work that's the other thing a lot of folks they do the work day to day you know, they know more than, than I, what I do. I mean, I may know the ops, I may know the back end, but they already, they know. They, they're in the trenches every day. It's like soldiers fighting every day to fight. They're not going to, we're never going to know what that goes like when you're actually inside, you know, the, the trenches with the bullets flying around your head, right? I mean, soldiers up front in the front line, you know, we never can experience that unless we actually spend some time with them, which if we did, we'll be like, oh my God, this is not something I can be doing, right? But a lot of people are making decisions on by, you know, behind the scenes, and they assume that's how it looks like or it should look like. But they've never even been in that. Like, for example, in sales, right, you get people that sometimes either lead sales or talk about sales, but they have never experienced sales. They have never been in front of a customer or a prospect. 
And so, and then they can judge. And so how can you do that if you don't know that? Right? But so from a staff perspective, if you are the leader, you want to make sure that you're accountable for your team, you know, in another way, and me, meaning that you are also there for them. And you have to allow them to have the ability to actually raise, you know, and, and rise whatever, you know, ex, you know uh, issues that they might have with you, if that's the case, or with the process. If maybe you tell them, well, we want to do this, and that means that we're going to lose, and someone says, like, oh, no. And, and a good leader will actually listen. So how can we do this? What ideas do we have on the table? Let's put it on the wall. Let's put it on the board. Let's figure out which ones. Let's prioritize. And you work. Now, that's a team that's accountable. Everybody's responsible correctly. Everybody's seeing it, owning it, mm-hmm. and doing it. And, they're, and- all, they're all going to be part of it. My, my favorite one is when you have a group of all these people, and they all have amazing ideas. But the idea that we're talking about, let's say, has nothing to do with the project we're on. Like, mm. well, what about the paint? You know, Glenda, that's a great idea. Um, can we parking lot that? And yeah, we'll yeah. come back to it later. What's a parking lot? Oh, it's a free place that we put ideas that we'll get to later, but we promise to get to them. Oh. What? And I think people that are in... That, this is why I'm not crazy about the Zoom meetings because you don't get to see the body language the same way. You don't get to communicate the same way as you do in person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can move back. But it's not the same. It's not exactly the same. So I think the reason that people are not accountable today is one reason I don't think people have learned to be accountable. Some people have gotten into jobs, but you know they don't teach accountability in school. This is why I love things like scouts and uh, things like other types of uh, project. It could be Peace Corps. It could be Army. It could be a variety of things, volunteer. You learn these things not from books. You know, Harvard, Yale, uh, Fordham, they don't teach you these things. What they teach you in school is how to learn but not what you necessarily need to learn to be successful. People are like, well, why am I going to college? You're learning how to learn a language or learn a skill. And then you could learn anything. Well, why don't they just teach you what I need? Well, they can't because the world is so diverse that you'd have to go to school for like 20 years. <laughs> so I think a lot of people get upset because they don't know something, but college was never meant to teach you everything. It was meant to give you, if you ever go to a chocolate shop, it was meant to give you an assortment of different truffles and chocolates and pastries that you can just sample a bite of each. And so I think that's a lot how life is, is that, you know, we are accountable because we know that when we're accountable, we get a return on our investment. If it's a case of customer service, we know that we get a satisfied client. We know that. It's the new people coming into the market that don't believe accountability. They think over accountability is overrated. And so what happens, as we said before, some of the millennials coming in, they kind of contaminate the pot. Oh, yeah, yeah you, you don't want to be accountable. Just just, just, just do the minimum and, and let someone else handle it. And you know what the people do? They're like, oh, yeah, well, he's here longer than me. I should obviously follow him. He's, he's you know, much more senior than I am or he has more experience. Just because you're there more and you're supposed to have more experience, ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't mean you 
really do have the experience. It's like if I told you to go out and try to find 50 prospects, just because you put in eight hours a day for five days doesn't mean you actually did the work, the correct work. You may think you did, you got tired, you came home eight hours, but you weren't talking to people that need, want, and can afford the product or services you're offering. And I think that's the problem with a lot of salespeople. They go out there and they're like, but I did the work. Yeah, okay, you want a cookie? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I mean, what do you want? Like, I mean, I was like, it didn't do anything. But, yeah, no, but. No, I, I love what you said and, and, and the example where someone is new and they learn in and they see that somebody else is doing it. It's like, you know, okay. But but you don't know if that person also is really doing the right thing. So you want to, you don't want to learn the wrong things, one. And two, I, you know, you, you, you touch on something that's important, which is school will give up. Formal education is important and it's going to give you the fundamentals, the basics. You know, the elements that will actually build everything else. But if you rely only on that, you know the real world is, is going to suck for you because unfortunately uh when you 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 can go to all the colleges you want and as much as you prep when you go to a real business you're going to see it differently it's going to be like what the hell is all of this how the <laughs> you know that's not what i what i thought is going to look like but that's because that's why that's why also not a job a lot of jobs will not even hire someone you know of the bat you know to a role unless they have some experience uh and and again it's hard to find the experience without getting hired in the first place so it's a it's an ironic stage there but but the idea it's it's important to to supplement by by i by I, I agree that's why internships are very good but you know the problem is when somebody gets that degree they think they're a master at it and you know when you put them in their space oh i never did in person i just read about it in the book well there <laughs> you just read practice. about it <laughs> well you know a good example i mean a great example would be doctors right i mean you know, you're you're one anatomy. Guess what? You're dissecting bodies. <laughs> you're not you're not reading about bodies in the books. You know, you're actually literally opening up some some you know real humans. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a sad, sad as sounds, but that's what they do. And and so they get in the mix. And then even with that, I mean, you get past all that stage of education, and you still got to go into the, the stage of practice in a hospital, in a setting. And then even when you go to private practice. You're not as good in year one than you will be in year two and three and four and so on and so forth. And that's just what it is. A great example that I have always applied that I started a long time ago is in martial arts. Um, mm -hmm. you, know, you, you know, in some arts, actually, there is white belt and black belt. There's not even like different colors, in, 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 especially like in, uh, in some of the Kung Fu, you know, systems. In system, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, so why? Because in essence, all that stage before the black belt, you're basically just learning the fundamentals. When you actually get that black belt level, that's when you actually start. And when you become on the black belt level, you basically still are not as an expert. The the advancement comes over time in that rate, right? And and same thing, like if you let's say just your white belt, just brand new, right? You get a yellow belt, great. Are you really a yellow belt, or you just turn a yellow belt? You're not really. It's like when you start, you know, a year in college, you're not finishing the college year. You're actually at the beginning of the year, so you need time to get through the system. And the same thing at work. You get on the stage, you got to build through it to get to the next level and learn. But the difference, what makes you more, you know, better at what you do is learning faster and putting things on site that will give you some additional knowledge, uh, learning. I mean, right now we live in the era of Google and, you know, and, and a network of, <laughs> of knowledge that's available, at, you know, everywhere we go. You can literally click and search and learn and, and do this. 
I mean, YouTube, Google, I mean, those areas, I mean, there's so much stuff available that that can teach stuff in addition to your formal stuff. So you can add, you want languages, you want basic skills, you want to know how to do plumbing. You're not a plumber, you want to, you know, fix something up. You know, you can probably do it if you learn. But, but to again, learn, to learn, to learn in the way of the world for, let's say, in the new millennium now is to basically learn by the way we learned languages, which is to learn by immersion. Most people don't know this, but if you whatever language you were growing up in, English, Spanish, whatever, French, Italian, you learn by immersion. Your family, your friends were around. So when you're in it, when you're submerged in it, that's why when I tell people about success, to learn to be successful, you need to be immersed in success. If you're not mm -hmm. there yet, hang around successful people. Get sick of them. Get sick of what they do. Learn, study, ask questions. Well, that's a powerful point right there because I think it's pretty clear. Like if you talk to successful people, millionaires, billionaires, or anybody that is in, 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 the, in a position of authority or, or, or experience in life and in business, mm -hmm. they'll tell you, uh, you are, whoever surrounds you, and whoever you surround yourself with will determine how well you're going to be that in the next in, in life. So if you surround yourself with everybody that is optimistic, positive, you know, entrepreneur and blah, 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 you're going to learn mm -hmm. those skills. If you are surrounded with people that just, you know, don't care, well, that's how you're going to be. You're just not going to care. That's not going to, I'm not saying that these people are bad or good, I, you know, because the, the, the bad has nothing to do with it. But I'm saying it's just the behavior of your entourage is going to become contagious with you and you're going to take some of those attributes and apply them in how you do. If everybody around you is relaxed, you're going to be relaxed. Everybody is tense and, and moving fast. You have no choice but catching up with them or you're going to be left behind. So that's what's going to change things. So again, the ability to know where you want to be in life and then you determine what that is going to look like for you. So whatever you set yourself, you know, in terms of, of systems in place have to do with how do I want to get, you know, to the next level? If I want to be really, uh, I don't know, a director or, or a VP, or I want to be a business person and run my own corporation, well, I need to surround myself, you know, around some people that have been in the business or own businesses and know what it is. They can give you, uh, you're never going to lose with them because you're going to learn tricks, right? And those tricks you're going to apply. But if you want to be in business, but you have never met a business person and you never, you know, you don't even know how it goes, you know, to start a business and process, you're not going to do now you can again go to google and stuff and learn which is now available because a lot of people whether to podcast or to you know different things people are doing this they're sharing the wisdom and the knowledge but but there was a, a time in life where we didn't have that you really have to be with people to actually learn things and you had the apprenticeships and, and the internships and those things are in place for those you know practices so you can actually take it on the road as opposed to like you know uh, it's like you know i could read about flying a plane but if I never put my hands behind a plane, you know, uh, cockpit, you know, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to be like, you know, what the hell? These buttons look good, but I have no idea what to start, right? But if you actually, you know, take in the class, you're going to do it. Same thing driving. We all can see driving. We all, you know, when we were kids, we all played, you know, some games that had some sort of, you know, wheel and, and kind of maybe go-karts, right? But go-karts are not real cars. <laughs> you take it on the road, it's different. But these are just it's a lot different. Just just like, you know, you go play golf uh, in a video game and then you go play it in real life. Oh, gee, I didn't. I The club feels funny. It feels different. Uh-huh. Well, because it's a real club. This is not an air thing that you just like you know, swing your hands. This is the real thing. There is forces, gravity, there's wind, there's all the stuff that it's actually like. That's not going to be 
given to you. You're not going to sense that if you did it, you know, in virtual world. So, but those are the things. Like again, it is one thing to live to from from punching, right? You have these games now with devices. You can punch the air. That's one thing. But punching something or having getting get punched is a whole different story. But again, life is just like that. So you have to be responsible. You have to be accountable. You have to actually put yourself in a position where you can learn what's necessary so you can do more and be better. And again, that's if you're really feeling the accountability. If you feel like, I don't care about anything, I don't want to do anything, again, that is your prerogative and that's okay. Um, uh, you, the results are going to be determined based on what you put in. You put XYZ, you're going to get XYZ+. Plus. <laughs> you, you know, you don't put anything else, you know, that's it. I mean, you, you whatever you use in the mix, that's what you're going to get out of it. Uh, you know, at the end of the product. So simple concepts. Uh, we've probably heard these things over and over. Sometimes we sound redundant, but believe it or not, this stuff you need to hear over and over and over because it's got to keep coming in and you have to keep, you know, being, uh, you know, outside of the mind concept. This is actually the idea is we want it to be in your side, on your side, in front of you, in and out. You see it, you hear it day in, day out. And the more you hear about it, the more you're going to get better at things. That's all. So, John, what do you think? I, I, I agree. I, I think people in life, you know, they look for these shortcuts and they say, oh, gee, you know, I want I want the cliff notes. But you and I both know that when you read the cliff notes, you don't get the meat about the book. You just get some basic information. And so if you were in grammar school and you read the cliff notes, fine. Uh, but you get into uh, high score AP and you start reading the cliff notes, well, you're going to fail the exam because the book has a lot more um, granular detail that's not in the cliff notes. And the questions are always based about. So what was the protagonist character, Ryan, and, and how did he affect Macbeth? Huh? You guys read the cliff notes, didn't you? Well, <laughs> And so, you know, I, I think it's okay as a support, but it should not be replacing. I think a lot of people in life, they think something is a pro quo to replace something else, and it really isn't. Well, it's like you can't build a house and, and just, you know, use the, uh, the the shell without the, the structure, right? You, you know, it's like you can't have partial pieces and build the house out of it. You need everything to actually be able to build a house together, right? And that includes the foundation, the beams, whatever you need to put up there, the, the walls, the studs, and so on and so forth. And if you're taking just the sheetrock itself, it's just going to be crumbling very quickly, and it's not going to be, you know, sustainable. So again, um, and by the way, these things that we talk about, you know, apply in business, in person, uh, with family, with friends, with, you know, your kids, if you have any parents, you know, on the other side of the realm with your bosses or, or leaders or the people that you, you report to. In life in general, it applies to everything. And uh, again, if we hold ourselves accountable, we hold ourselves responsible, and we take the necessary steps to be as productive as possible to ourselves and to everybody that, that we contribute with, you know, then, then we become good elements of society and hopefully we can give. And also, as you give, you will thrive too and you'll succeed. And then you'll move up. If you're looking at a career path, that's that's moving up the ladder. If you're like looking into like having a business, well, you're going to learn the skills and the ability to actually, and even maybe get into 
some investments and then other things that people can support you with. And now you have your dream and you build those those enterprises. I mean, you're talking literally to John. He he has multiple businesses that he operates. And uh, John, have you ever worked with somebody? <laughs> have I ever what? Worked by anyone? I think you started, you know, early on, you know, running your own business. Yeah, so when I was in um, college and I got out of college, uh, the one business, Jay Moore, was uh, just a part-time thing. And I worked for a government agency. And just a real quick story on this. Um, I was working with them, but they weren't treating me very well. And they weren't paying me even a percentage of what I was really worth. But I just kept my mouth shut and I said, I want to learn and I want to, you know, get going with this. And I knew it was temporary. And um, so they weren't treating me very well. They were abusing what I gave them. They weren't, um, you know, they were trying to be like they knew everything when they knew nothing. And so that didn't really bother me. But how they were treating me bothered me. And so I was about literally. I'm going to tell you, maybe a month away from being vested, which is where you get your pension. I was a month away from being vested. I was with them for about two or three years and he had to be there three years. So um, I made a decision. It was right before my Thanksgiving vacation that I had enough. And I knew I was giving up the pension, but I didn't care. I walked into the office. I'll call the lady Mary. That wasn't her name. I knocked on her door and I said, Hey, I just want to, I uh, just want to have a minute. She said, yes. And she said, sure. And I said, I just want to say thank you. She said, oh, you're welcome for holding the door. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I want to say thank you for helping me become a better version of myself and helping you become a better version of yourself. And she's looking at me like really funny. I was like, because today, Mary, is my very okay. last day. <laughs> I, goodbye. Well, this isn't the place for me. You guys knew that when you hired me, this was never going to be permanent. And you guys have the way you want to do things. And it's time for me to move on to the part of my life where I can create things and people appreciate what I do. And I don't have to pretend that I don't know something. See, I just, I don't want to live on pretend anymore. I want to live on truth. So at four o'clock today, when I leave, I will be gone. Went outside to one of the secretaries and told her we only have a little more time. I'm getting ready to leave. And she said, well, will you be here on Monday? Because it was, it, was, it was Thursday. It was like Wednesday before the Thursday. She's like, I said, I won't be on Monday. She's like, oh, you always have a weird schedule. You don't come in every day. You're like wacky. I said, no, I won't be on Monday. So how about Tuesday? I said, no, I won't be on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, I won't be in either. Well, when the heck are you coming in? Oh, well, you know what? I have to tell you. I... Um, Uh, I'm not going to be with you anymore. Oh, they fired you. No, I quit. People, you know, it's it's amazing what you said there because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, just as people fire, you know, someone or terminate the employee, because I mean, I have this firm belief that I've never worked for anybody. I've always worked for myself mm -hmm. and I still do. Even when you, you join a corporation or company, uh, you still work for yourself. I mean, that that you have to know that. You have to believe in that concept uh, because you work for you. You're number one. You work for your family. That's coming number one. And and that, that whatever company you work for, I mean, obviously, they're going to give you a, a certain income and you're mm -hmm. going to exchange against that income. You're going to give them a service and, and you're going to give them something against that money, right? 
but at the end of the day, you are still in charge. I mean, the way I, I, when I train people in, you know, in, in, train, in sales specifically, I tell them, you know, this is like you own your own business and the company right. is a financial institution. They basically provide the ops. They provide you the marketing, the dollars, the funding, the overhead, everything that you need. You just got to operate and you become, you know, you're just running your business. And that's exactly what it is. So, you know, if you work in a company and it's not working, don't, don't drive yourself nuts. It's just not going to work. I mean, you're going to get a point. I mean, whether they fire you or you leave, it, it's, it's semantics. Uh, whoever is going to you know, leave first is just going to be, or whoever is going to put pull the trigger, I would say, or pull the cable out of the wire, whatever the, the expression goes. The idea is you know when it's not working. You know if you did your best or if you didn't, whatever the case may be. You have an expectation that's coming you know, from that company to you. You have also an expectation for them. If those things don't match, it's time for you to make that call. And, John, that's the best thing you did. It's like, you know, this is not for me. I'm out. And, yeah. so I mean, I was very nice about it. And when she heard that I quit, she was very nasty to me, the secretary. And I think they got a little bit like, you know, then they look because the admins like she's like, well, we can offer you more. I said, you know what? I said, it's not about the money anymore. I said, it's about a principle. Because they had no one. I didn't mean I didn't give them like two weeks notice. And the reason I normally I would always tell people give people two weeks notice or a month notice. The reason I didn't give two weeks notice because I should have done that is because they were nasty to me they were abusing me and this is the last thing i'm going to tell you and i know we have to run what made me decide to quit i was going to we ran a lot of schools so i was going to i was at one office and there were two other schools that i went between so it was like men main office and then there were two schools so i uh went down to one of the schools parked everything and normally let's just say it takes me to get there 15 minutes okay and get back so one time i got back and just, Mr. Morley, she says, uh, we noticed, uh, where were you? So I was at XYZ school. I came back. Right. But we checked uh, with them and you left that school at 1.15. You should have been back here at 1.30. Where were you? I said, well, to be honest with you, I said, um, you know, parking took me time. I had to walk down. She says, well, that was only a minute or two. Okay. Um, I went up such and such avenue. I made a right, made a left. I stopped at the traffic light for 30 seconds. She says, you're still four minutes short. <laughs> I understand. I was coming up Clifton Avenue. It was 102 degrees. I didn't stop to take lunch, as you notice. And I went to 7-Eleven to get a bottle of water. Aha! We got you. I got a bottle of water, and I came on my way. If you notice that I came in 10 minutes early this morning, right, and that wasn't authorized. So you're still late. And so after that happened, and I told this, I said, you know, I said, I can't work for the Gestapos. So if you're going to be micromanaging every minute of me when I give so much for you, I'm not the kind of person that you, that, um, you deserve. Well, well, John, you know, I, I know we're going to wrap it up, but I think, yeah. I think we want to re-touch uh, on this topic on the next show. Because, sure. because what you just covered there is is the it's a, it's a dilemma that actually exists today, and uh, it happens because that's the old way of doing business, where it's not about that's the thing we're talking about accountability. If people are accountable, you will not worry about you know when they work, how long they work. It's about what they're going to deliver. It's all about results and about performance. And I, I don't care what job you're in. I mean, that's all. Now there are jobs where you have to clock in now because you have certain you know you have to be at a desk or something or a register or on the phone. 
Those are different jobs. Their clock was a piece of paper, and there was a Gestapo lady. Oh, John, you didn't sign in. I didn't take my coat off. Well, that's the old that's the old school mentality, and and you know that that doesn't work anymore for for today's generation or for today's no. you know, environment. It's changed a lot, and and uh, you know it's just that was the way to do. And, and frankly, that's probably how she was trained herself, and probably because that's when she started working. That's what was expected of her, and she just basically carried on that torch. And and you just happen to be like you know defying that that system that she has already been you know uh, accustomed to, or what she was being directed to actually operate under. So those are, those are the things that you know uh, sometimes really you know can make a difference in how you like to your point. That was it. You know I'm out. But if she you said they didn't care when you were there ten minutes early. You started early, so you took a 10 minutes break. I mean, to me, that's not a big deal. But people. Right. Well, they considered that stealing government money. Oh, okay. You should have clocked, you know, maybe uh, 10 minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah but so no, so, so that's, it, the, the, that, that's the point. And then, like I said, I know we have to run, but that's the point. It was that petty mentality that said, you know what? You were meant to have your own company. And you were meant to have a place where you respect and you treat people well. I am very polite to my staff. If people are nasty, I'm like, hey, what, 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 where, where are your manners today? Did you leave them in the car? Do you want to go back outside and get them? Maybe come back in, try this again. Good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah. Why don't you go back to your car? See if you left your manners. I think they're under your front seat. I think I saw them out there. Come on back in and we'll say good morning. How about we try that again? And they're laughing and they come back and like, hey, good morning. How are you? Great to see you. Well, you got to have a little fun. But we got to yeah. say goodbye. I know. Uh, it has been great. We even started a little earlier and we're still getting close to our to our time. So I am John Seymourley, Sir Entrepreneur. I invite you to check out BelieveMeAchieve.com and catch me on WDLB Chicago Live Radio Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern to 7 and Tuesday and Thursdays. 4.30 to 5.30 and get ready to catch me on my brand new show in New Jersey, which will all be listed on BelieveMeAchieve.com. And I'm with my wonderful co-host, Hurricane Age. And together we make up that duo of Double, double Impact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, it was, it's was it been always a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for you know, interacting with us. And, 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 and just we love this stuff. We're, we're just sharing some stuff here. Um, and hopefully you'll always benefit from some some of it. Uh, again, these are some personal opinions and experiences that we share, but you know it, it could apply to a lot. Well, impact, ladies and gentlemen, if you do one thing, if you decide and make the choice now that you wanted to make an impact, we make impacts all day long. But until you decide to drink the Kool Aid that we're sharing here, that's fat free, you're not going to change. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so that, that was, I got to say goodbye. <laughs> All right, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.